welcome to Ill Eagle Culture Brand Talks. My name is John Osos. I am Ill Eagle CEO, and I'm sitting here with the esteemed manager of H and I Nutrition and my new podcast uh, counterpart, yes, Dion. Sir. Dion yes, sir. Uh, Larry is his name. Dion, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. I know I just did the kind of the, the primary introduction, but well, I'm Dion Larry, the manager over at H and I Nutrition. Uh, started around October. Been a part of the Ill Eagle Culture Brands for about four to five years now. Uh, it's been a good time. First, I just want to say thanks for wanting to be a part of this. This is something I've been wanting to do um, for our brands. This is something I wanted to implement for the company for a long time. And so I'm hopeful that uh, me and you could really make something out of this and, and take it to another level. We have uh, really similar minds, I think, in terms of what we want out of this culture, what we want out of this company. Um, you've been here from kind of a ground zero uh, situation, you've learned yeah. everything you know about this industry within this brand as far, you know, for the most part, I'd say. I know you have a wrestling background and, and you've done a lot of other things um, in some of the fitness realms or whatnot, but you're fully engulfed now in the fitness culture uh, as far as I can see and understand. And I think a lot of people who know Dion and seen Dion grow would agree that that's that's where you're at right now. So for sure. um, I want to first start off, um, I know we have one episode out uh, it, it was kind of a different format I was trying to do with my podcast, and uh, it was with me and Jeff Davis, and it was a really good fucking podcast, and I filmed like six other really good fucking podcasts, and then I, I have five kids, and, and uh, we've been trying to work on like a podcast or a, a YouTube channel for them. They re- released a bunch of videos, um, but my oldest son, he erased my shit. <laughs> it took me a really long time to get over. Uh, I almost was going to cancel the podcast and just say, fuck it, move forward. And we got plenty of other things to do. But I really want to do this. And we invested a lot of money into having a the facility that we're in right now um, and all the equipment to pull this off. So we might as well give it a shot and see what we can make happen. Um, I'd first like to start off um, and even just maybe this whole episode be kind of based around who are we, what we do. Um, yeah, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Um, Ill Eagle, man. Ill Eagle Culture Brands, what Ill Eagle is. Um, kind of a, I'm going to give kind of an origin uh, or introduction as to what that is, and then you can feel free to jump in wherever you want and identify with whatever I'm saying uh, as much as you'd like, man. Interrupt me. I'm probably going to interrupt you a lot. We'll have some he- heated conversations. Uh, we'll get excited from time to time. A lot of things will happen. So um, it's just kind of no rules. You know what I mean? Just I want us to be natural. I want us to be real yeah. about what we're talking about and, and nothing to be staged or edited. So, um, But Ill Eagle Culture Brands, let me, let me start from the beginning. Uh, this used to be a record label. In 2005, I started or I created Ill Eagle um, as, as a music uh, record label with a good friend of mine from here that I met. And uh, to make a really long story short, we evolved that into a real record label. We branded it, we licensed it, and then shortly thereafter, we got a record deal. I used to be in a group called the Lost Angel Crew, and I, I, we did hip-hop music, and uh, we got a record deal with Cypress Hill on their independent label called Latin Thugs um, from here, believe it or not, and then went back home to L.A. where we're originally from and pursued the record deal after we got signed. Yeah. Um, but we got our record deal from here, and I always tell people I attribute that to being to, to standing out, right? Like in California, we were a dime a dozen. Here in Fargo, North Dakota, we stood out, like really stood out. So that's how we were able to get it. Uh, one of the smartest things I could have done at the time was not sign the Lost Angel crew directly to the Latin Thugs label. I wanted to make sure we maintain creative control and that at the end of the day, we still own the rights to everything that we had. So I signed Ill Eagle Entertainment 
two Latin thugs at the time, and we ran it like a record label. Um, fast forward to 2013, 14, I got the idea to start Metroflex Gym. And in the process of doing that, I thought, well, we need to have a parent company that we can, you know, basically do business as under. So Ill Eagle Enterprises or Ill Eagle Culture Brands is technically doing business as Metroflex doing business as H&I Nutrition. So it's the parent company to everything. Um, to those of you who are wondering what the hell is Ill Eagle or what isn't Ill Eagle, I'll give you um, a really quick version of it. Ill Eagle basically is what it sounds like, right? If, if, you're, if you're from culture, you know what the word ill means, right? When you say, man, that food was ill or that rhyme was ill. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it comes from. Um, not truly a sickness, but being sick at whatever it is that you do, uh, deliver whatever your platform um, Ill ego is basically what I like to tell everybody, the equivalent of another catchphrase of mine, which is lions don't need to roar. It's it's being confident. It's knowing what you're capable of and delivering and, and telling people. Right. It's you hear people say all the time, man, I'm not I'm not uh, conceited. I'm convinced. So ill ego is the same concept. It's knowing what you're good at. It's knowing your strengths, knowing your attributes that stand out and and riding with them essentially right when when i was in the record uh the music industry i was a battle rapper i was a freestyler i knew what my strength was and so i entered every freestyle contest and battle i could get my hands on and to make a long story short i couldn't be fucked with i had an ill ego when it came to freestyling and battle rapping and so i really put that out there you know when i was in the streets i had an ill ego man i i I knew my demeanor i knew what i was capable of and so that's kind of where ill ego came from i think it translates into the fitness industry perfectly tremendously for sure we have one of the most narcissistic industries in the world we know i mean when you talk about bodybuilding you talk about modeling you talk about just fitness anything these are some of the most elite physically capable or physically presentable human beings in in the world is in like the high level athletes and then even in the low level athletes yeah they're gonna have an ill ego if they if they feel like they're good they're gonna they're gonna show out 100 percent. if i could make a recommendation dion if you want to stand your mic like this i'll show you i'll delete all this but this this is the proper angle to talk into the mic you're backwards you see see the the writing should be facing forward oh yeah right there so that's your mic piece just, just so it helps you. you, you How do you, I make this stay still? So it's like right here and right here. There you go. There. That'd be a little better. There. See, you notice when you're better? talking to the bike, the mic, the back of the mic, you yeah. come in a little clearer. I can feel that. That's better. Cool. So yeah, go ahead, man. Um, you were saying though. Uh, yeah, no. Even even with the lowest level athletes and the highest level athletes, you're gonna see it both spots. Some of the lowest level athletes who have never competed before, they feel like they're hot. They have an ill ego. Like, that's yeah, just how yeah. it is. That's how it is. No, that's sure. that's for sure. That, that's 100% what it's about, man. I have a, I, I actually have, it, it'll it'll be our intro. It'll probably, they'll probably hear this before they hear us talking. Yeah. But I'm making this intro um, about what an ill ego is, you know, and it, it, it's just, it's kind of like a rhyme of like, you know, what it stands for. But, but the best way I could put it, honestly, is lions don't need to roar, right? You know a fucking lion when you see one. You don't have to pretend to be a lion. You don't have to get a tattoo of a lion. You don't have to tell everybody your lion yeah. mentality. You don't have to do none of that shit. When you see a fucking lion, you know he's a lion. He doesn't need to roar to prove to you he's a lion. You're just intimidated or you understand that motherfucker's demeanor when you see him. Exactly. And that's just something I've always been about, man. Um, I grew up 
uh, with a lion mentality, so to speak. My mom raised me that way. My mom was a drug dealer. She was a gangster. And she'll tell you she wasn't in the gangs, yeah. but she was a gangster. All her brothers and sisters were in gangs, just not hers for some reason, she says. But that's the grandma talk now, right? She's got to play it off. Uh, but but my mom was in love with lions, bro. Like all her whole room, she had lions everywhere because she was just infatuated with with the beast and what it meant and what it stood for. So that shit was in, in, ingrained in me growing up. I was like, yeah, I love lions too because my mom loved lions. So I fell in love with the lion mentality. I developed it naturally. I watched lions on Discovery Channel and you know all this crazy shit. I was just super into lions, and so that became yeah. a part of my mentality. Is the lions mentality um, when I came up with the concept of ill ego. There was a number of different things that we did for it. It was like there was ill alliance. It was like ill ego alliance. It was uh, ill minded, ill mad. Like we had all these different concepts for something that was ill and then something that went with it. And ill ego just ended up landing. It used to be ill ego entertainment. Now it's ill ego enterprises. Funny thing about that is is both brands uh, were licensed in North Dakota. So when it was a record label, we licensed it in North Dakota, moved back to California, pursued the record deal. We were signed for seven years, I think, to, to Latin Thugs. Released one album worldwide, digitally, iTunes, everywhere, before people were actually doing that. Like, we were one of the first, like, local crews that got on iTunes and everything. We were on all the jukeboxes. We still are. You can still find our album in jukeboxes. So this is like before SoundCloud, if people want to. Yeah, SoundCloud came after we released our album, exactly. right? So, like, we were, we were in a different, we were, like, in the beginning of the digital era. So when we signed a, a, a digital record deal to le- release worldwide, that was a really big deal back then. Today, I could do that myself without a record label. Exactly. So it's not that big of a deal. We could record something right here and throw yeah. it out on anything. And I really. could put it worldwide. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't need affiliation. I don't need no, you know, iTunes or none of them people to really get me out there, so to speak. It's yeah. just there's just a new a new age that exists. It would be dangerous if we were still In doing this. Time, you know what I mean? Yeah. In this era. Um, but hopefully we can do that now with our new brands, you know, with, with Metro Flex Gym, uh, H&I Nutrition, which is online nationwide right now. Um, we also have the brick and mortars and then whatever else falls under Ill Eagle Culture Brands. Everyone already knows about Bro Tank. Um, yep. that, that's making a comeback. We, we just went back to the drawing board with it after some of my partners split up with that. Um, and then Modern Day Spartan is kind of the same scenario. We, we came out when we opened the gym with Modern Day Spartan. And it just didn't really take off. We didn't know what we were doing. I was new to business. And so it was just a good idea that didn't get very much ground. So now I want to go back to the drawing board and really recreate that concept too. Was modern day Spartan just a apparel or was it? Was. It was. Okay. Yeah, it was It was strictly apparel. Okay. So like you, you'll see some really old school shirts that people wear that say lines don't need a roar on them. Or uh, you'll see those red rum sessions that in yep, the mirror they reverse to murder or red rum noises. And in the mirror in, in reflection, it says uh, murder session. And that was like a gym concept shirt that we were making. So modern day Spartan was supposed to be like gym fit apparel. And uh, it, it, we sold out of everything and we printed hundreds. Um, we sold out of all of it. It just didn't take off. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't it sold out locally and we didn't really have an online presence. Online wasn't that big yet. It was barely starting to break. So um, but yeah, illegal culture brands is 100 percent everything to me right it's it's my number one business that manages all my other businesses i am a ceo because of ill eagle culture brands because it is a, a corporation or a company that owns other companies so i'm not just like oh hey i got a online business and i get to call myself a ceo i'm actually so you know when i was in the record label and i called myself a ceo i was bullshit yeah they were just- i wasn't ceo in anything you know what i mean i was just the guy whose name got to go on the licensing 
But now I'm actually doing CEO style work. I, I have a CEO um, approach to the way I do everything. There's a reason for me to carry that title essentially because I actually have work to do in that realm. Yeah. And I've been able to hire and put people in positions where before, yeah, though I was the acting business. CEO, I was still also sh- cleaning the shit off the toilets at my gym. I was wiping down equipment. I was doing all the, the groundwork that was required of somebody to grow up and become an, a CEO. And we've been fortunate enough to do so good in business that we now are able to put people in positions where we're not running the business internally. We're, we're overseeing the operations of our business and working on scaling and growing from here. So, yeah, um, that's really um, the short of it when it comes to what is Ill Ego? What does it stand for? What's it all about? You know, where did it come from? So that's kind of a little bit of an origin for people to understand. Um, but I think it ties right into the fitness industry extremely well. I think it's it's 100 percent on point. And has the ability to be one of those household names, you know, like you when you think of things like a bodybuilding.com or first form or, you know, young L.A. and all these different like mainstays that are coming into the industry and really making a staple name for themselves. Eagle has that same ability. Um, We've been around for in in this industry six plus years now. Uh, So it's just a matter of time, man. And we're we're in it for the long haul. We're going to do all the work that it takes to to make sure it blows up. Yeah. And with so many people who do actually have an ill ego, like it just, it works. It works for sure. Oh, for sure. And once people can understand what it is, like once they get to watch this and kind of get a gist of here's what ill ego is all about, I think they'll resonate with it a little bit better. I think so. You know what I mean? They'll understand that's something we've never done. We've never come to the table and really told people here's what ill ego is. Like ill ego doesn't even have a following on, on social media. There's pages for it but it has zero following because we've never worked it we've never marketed it we've never spun the angle of what it is what it stands for that's all going to change um starting with ill eagle culture brand talks which is what we're doing today um as far as this podcast is concerned and this podcast will, man will feature a lot of people um but a lot of the times it's just going to be me and you talking shit there's so much going on in, in in the current events in the world there's a lot of stuff to talk i think we're, we're for the most part we're, we're similar minded about what's sure. going on in the world um, but where we have differences are going to make for dope ass conversations. So I'm excited to really engage with you and have these conversations. I'm also excited, though, to find um, and think of guests yeah. that we could bring on and and talk to. And, and we've got a good reach into this industry. So it won't always just be some local regular people. I, I have ambitions of reaching out to some of the bigger names I know and seeing if we can't get them to join us live or bring them on, you know, in, in yeah. a Zoom, you know, uh, podcast talk or whatever we need to do. So we have the ability to pull all that off and we can call people and and do a podcast over the phone with them, whatever we need to do. So um, that's definitely the future plans of, of what we have going on. And uh, we'll just, we'll come up with episodes as we go and, and they'll be as natural as they can be. I don't want to force anything. I don't want to get silly and try to make stuff up and be gimmicky for the most part. I just want to be natural and have real discussions. Um, my biggest thing is I want to give something back to, to the culture, man. I want to, I want to show people that we're not just here to take. It's never been our situation to just come here to take. I've always tried to, create a platform and deliver a service to, to people to create something off of with Metroflex and, and then H&I and all that. So uh, 100%, I want this to be something people can take value from and, and hopefully learn something from. And we've had a lot of experiences in, in, in the business industry and in the fitness industry. So I'd really like to be able to um, give feedback on the stuff we've had to deal with, the trials, the tribulations, the struggles. Uh, the learning curves and stuff like that. If there's if there's anything we can offer to anybody in the process of doing this, uh, that's I think 100% of the goal, right? Because people will be uh, hooked on something that's valuable to them instead of just something to listen to. And and I'm a big advocate right now. I don't I don't even know the last time I listened to music, bro. 
that's how like hardcore my mindset is going on. And I want to deliver mindset shit. Yeah. If I have to say, if there's any fitness industry, let me just first say, I don't know jack shit about the fitness industry. I know stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I would never come on here and pretend I'm a fucking guru, even with six years in the industry. Yeah. And I've been lifting all my life. Bro. I've been lifting weights since I was like 15, but I haven't been bodybuilding. You know, when you're when you're younger in your teens, you bench press, you do push ups, you, you curl, you know, nobody trains fucking legs. No one does leg nope. extensions and hamstring days and back days and all that shit. Nah, yeah, we, no, way. it was it was what can the girl see off bat, right? Your arms and your chest. Boom. Let's work on those. But I don't have uh, in my own right. I don't have a lot to offer in terms of um, fitness industry information. If you want to talk business in the fitness industry, you want to talk sponsorships, you want to talk um, activity that I've been involved in, bodybuilding shows and stuff from a sponsor standpoint, uh, I'm 100%. I'm, I'm a subject matter expert. I would love to engage people in those. But the thing that I've developed the most in, as an entrepreneur is mindset. And I think anybody who wants to, to, to be an entrepreneur needs to develop a certain mindset to take it to another level. And I'm at that stage right now where it's like we've evolved so much. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. So I'm trying to create a new version of myself that could take on this next level of business. Right. And so Ill Ego, it, it, it gives me the confidence to do that because I know I got an Ill Ego and I know I can put what I need to into motion to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, so I really I want to spend a lot of time w- with our podcast talking about mindset, man, talking about meditation, talking about focus, talking about, you know, removing negativity from, from your view altogether, you know, keeping nothing but positivity in, um, ignoring your naysayers and, and your haters, and maybe even using that to your advantage in some angles, which I've done a lot of. Um, but I don't, I don't like to do the shit talking. I don't, I don't need to do the shit talking. Um, you can call it my ill ego, but I don't have nobody to fear around here, bro. So I have no reason to bullshit or lie about anything that I'm doing either. You know what I mean? People who lie, I feel like it's because they have a fear of, of somebody or some kind of truth that exists. I'm all for facing truths, especially the hard truths. I'm that yeah. guy that will tell you, like, I'm the dude that will tell you you got a fucking booger in your nose when no one else will. You know what I mean? Like, people don't do that because it's just it's a weird thing that people do. I'm the honest friend, man. I've lost a lot of good friendships because I didn't want to bullshit my friends when they sucked. You know what I mean? Like, hey... Sorry, dude, but that was a really bad idea. You look stupid doing that. Yeah. And just like, Whoa. Not a lot of people have those those people in their lives, so right. it's important for sure. Yeah, if you're a real friend of somebody, you're not going to sit around bullshitting them, right? You're not going to sit around and be like, hey, man, good job. Yeah. Hell yeah, keep going down that path. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're fucking your friends over, man. Why would you want to be that kind of person? So a lot of people don't get that. Uh, again, I attribute that. Like, that's part of what an ill ego is, man. You're... Not afraid to tell people the truth, regardless of how they might take it, right? If, if yeah. I tell you some truth that I think is beneficial to you, that doesn't mean I'm right all the time. That was just my observation. But there might be other people who observe that way. And so you should probably be careful, clean it up, try something different, whatever it may be. And I fully welcome that in return. I always yeah. have. I've always told all my friends, like, yo, you can call me out any fucking time. Make me better. Yeah, exactly. Make me better. Please make me better. Uh, not a lot of people did that in my life, so I had to learn the hard way. And I'm now I'm pushing you know i'm in my 40s and i'm learning all these things i should have learned a long fucking time ago if i would have had some good people around me but i didn't man i grew up in a different kind of world and so i had to develop the skill sets and the mindsets and stuff on my own so mindset is something i definitely want to talk about um i'm real big on it i'm real big on manifestation i'm real big on creating your opportunities and stuff like that so again all that stuff falls right in line with with what i believe an ill ego is yeah and on the other side of that i mean i Obviously, I'm, I'm young. I'm in my early 20s. And uh, 
I don't have as much experience with business, but in in fitness and things, I've been a wrestler for four years. I was a football player for 12 years, uh, and now I bodybuild uh, pretty and you're fucking good pretty at pretty hardcore. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and I've been training with weights ever since I was 14. Uh, so creating a mindset has always been something that I've been doing ever since I was a little kid. Uh, so I, I definitely feel like I've gotten very good with that. And, and just knowing when you're grinding, that's the main thing. Like a lot of people don't know when they're grinding or they think they're grinding yep. and they're not. That's, yep. the, that's the biggest thing. So people with the ill ego, like sometimes you need to be reminded that you're not, you're actually not grinding hard. You think well, you are, yeah. but you, you, yeah, yeah. you're not yet, you know. Yep. And I have had those people in my life tell me that. And that, that's always help me out like if, if they didn't tell me i would have been like god i'm working so hard but really i'm out here killing yeah, it yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you're mediocre yeah, as fuck. you're just yeah. mediocre yeah. Just, just another regular dude oh yeah so and I, I think that's what it takes these days you have to learn to identify that in yourself and you really got to surround yourself with people who aren't going to bullshit you yeah and, and you could tell like i was, I was going to say earlier when you're talking about all your your football career your wrestling career and stuff like that you can see that your mindset was there because you transitioned from all that into bodybuilding and you adapted, bro. And yeah. bodybuilding is fucking hard, right? Very I, hard. I've, I've attempted to, to, to come into a couple shows, um, and a lot of bullshit interfered with it, but I let it interfere with it. I have no excuse for like, oh, it was so hard I couldn't get it. Nah, I let shit, I've made shit more important than bodybuilding because I'm running businesses and I'm, yeah. I got a family of five. So I was allowing other things to be more important to it than me. You came in out the gate with, you understood the mindset that you needed to have because you have the experience in, in sports and all that shit growing up. I didn't play. I played football in high school a little bit. I didn't have a dad, though. And all my father figures were gangbangers. So, like, I tried to do football because it was what all my friends were doing yeah. in school. But it wasn't really there for me. You know, and I wasn't I wasn't super crazy about getting into sports. I wasn't into street shit, man. Uh, so so you could see it in you, though, like. You took on bodybuilding. You were dedicated as fuck to it right out the gate. Yeah. People who have done this know for a fact bodybuilding is fucking hard. You want to talk about mindset. You want to talk about committing yourself to, to pain and, and agony. That, that For sure, it's there, man. It, it is. The, the suffering is real in bodybuilding. I hear people talk about it all the time. I've sponsored tons of fucking athletes, and I've seen what they go through. I watched you go through it. Um, in fact, I think I advocated for you. Get your you ass did. in there and do you it. <laughs> and and I didn't. I thought like, oh, we'll see how it goes. But you fucking you went in, you did it, and now look, you're, you're about to do a second show after a couple years, and you've completely changed your physique. Yep. Um, you've developed into what I would con- consider a, a uh, durable young man, and you've got uh, such a bright future ahead of you, man. So I'm excited to to do this with you because I think your mindset is perfect. Like, if someone would have come to me when I was in my 20s, bro, and, and given me opportunities like you have today and, and wanted to, to work with me, fuck, I'd be so far ahead right now. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to have some good talks. John and I have never really uh, disagreed on, on much yet. Yeah, yeah. So I, would, I would say that's it'll right. It'll be fun to see like a real, a real talk yeah. where we're not on the same page. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't indoctrinate this dude with my theories and my knowledge or understanding. No. It was, it's just aligned. It's just the way it is, um, you know, when it comes to certain subject matter and stuff. It, yeah. I think the biggest thing is, for the most part, what I could say we agree on is that we have the same sight. We see things with, with the same kind of vision, so we interpret them the same way, mm-hmm. and, we, and it makes sense. It's logic and common sense. It has nothing to do with intellect. Exactly. I don't think I'm an intellectual person. I just think I'm a fucking very logical and sensible person, which these days beats everybody because yeah. nobody's using fucking common sense anymore. And, and I mean, we, we've been through a lot individually, so 
we have those experiences throughout our lives. Oh, so for sure. that's, that's a big thing. Similar, similar, uh, upbringing and background yeah. i mean not just because we're both minorities but <laughs> but we come from the same kind of a concept of what a minority exactly. family grows up in right yep. even though we're from two different worlds uh big family right yeah. lots of brothers and sisters born mixed. in fargo moorhead <laughs> yeah you're fargo Moore. i'm born in in west covina california exactly. and, and born and raised in southern california my whole life so completely different worlds but very similar upbringings in the sense of how our family looks and yeah you know i've got i, I have every uh, nationality you can think of in my family. You know, we're, I'm a, I come from a family of six kids with five different fathers. You come from a similar big family yep. with uh, a lot of got ten parents. siblings. <laughs> ten siblings. Ten yeah, siblings. Yeah. That's huge. And, and you've got all kinds of different uh, nationality or whatever you exactly, want to call it, races yep. in, in your family as well, right? So, it, yeah, we're, we're very similar in that sense, um, except you have such a great advantage and not just because of me, but you're surrounded by a lot of people that are in a winning season right now. And you're the youngest dude out of everybody. Yeah. If, if you're not, when you're 40, if you're not 10 fucking steps ahead of me right now that I am today, you fucking drop the ball That's on true. your growth because you have <laughs> such an advantage, bro. You know what I mean? Like you're surrounded by a lot of people doing big things and, and that have good mindsets and are accomplishing and achieving. All you got to do is take notes and keep going. Yeah. And that's like the first mm. step though. That's the thing. Like you got to surround yourself with those 100%. types of people. Yeah. And obviously I've, I subconsciously have, have done such a thing. Not like I meant to do it by any means. Yeah. So it's like, by natural order, you exactly. you would found yourself in this position, yep. for sure. But it's the truth. You, you you should surround yourself. You know that saying: if you if you hang with nine broke friends, you're bound to be the tenth. Exactly. Right. It's the same concept the other way around, man. If if you if you hang around people who are succeeding, you're gonna want to mimic those people. It's like they say: if you're the smartest one on your team, you're dumb. Yeah. You're dumb. You should never be the smartest one on your team. You know, like I, people see this as bragging. There's a very common saying that people say where they say. Uh, I didn't go, and I say this sometimes too, but I say it with a different um, intention. I didn't go to college, but literally everyone who works for me did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never went to college, bro, like, no, not community college, nothing. But everyone who works for me did. And that's not a diss on the people who work for me. That's not to say, ah, you don't need college, blah, blah. Yeah. What I'm saying is I, I'm hiring and bringing people on who I like to believe are smarter than me. I would truly, truly believe that for the most part. They might not know more than me in terms of certain aspects of the way I want to run my company. Yeah. But you're smarter than me. You know, you know more about supplementation than I do, and you just barely started getting into it within the last year or so. You know what yeah. I mean? But you, you're you more advanced than, I'd say, 90% of the people that are within our business when it comes to you know ingredients, profiles, and, and supplementation, and, and how things work, and what they're for, and the benefits, and whatnot. So... You're growing at a rapid rate because you're, you're surrounded by yeah. people that are influencing you to do better in life. And in the same breath, all the people who work for me truly are more intelligent than me, 100%. I'm just more aggressive. That's all it boils down to. But I think everybody should, should want to have that kind of a network or circle that they're in. You know, you don't, mm -hmm. don't ever be the baddest motherfucker in your circle. If you truly want to be a bad dude, you got to be surrounded by all the other badasses. Exactly. You know what I mean? That way, you, you, that energy is constantly in you that energy is always you're always surrounded by an aura of just yeah. doing good and, and nobody and on the nobody on the team wants to stay where they're at yeah, you know what nah, i mean nah, that's nah, that's nah. the worst thing that you could run into is where somebody's just comfortable for and, sure oh yeah we've talked we, we both want a lot of growth out of these these companies that absolutely you've got, so. we're and we're at the beginning stages with exactly. Ill Eagle, man that, that's the beauty of Ill Eagle is is virtual is is we're truly in in a stage 
um, where we're growing every year, right? We, we, every year we, we evolve and we get bigger and better. We bring on more teams. We, we make the businesses bigger and better. We, we make changes and, and try to evolve. And it, it, it's just the beginning. Still. Yeah. Six you know years I mean? in, that's it. Six years in, but it's still just the beginning, yeah. man. And, and we're seeing struggle without a doubt. We're in a, we're in a period where, where things are hard and we're, we're running into struggle with certain aspects of business, but the whole world is right now. Yeah. Bro. Like the, the economy is, is in a downward spiral to say the least, I would say. Yeah. All right. So yeah, um, man, for the most part, that's, that's, uh, a pretty good, clear, and concise understanding of, of what Il Eagle is. Um, Il Eagle Culture Brands being the parent company of, of everything we're doing. Uh, we've never had a small vision from day one. It was always the goal. We were going to build a gym, and then we were going to build off the gym to create other avenues of business, and this was going to become a fucking empire. That's 100% still in line with my vision. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think we're even fast-tracking that vision right now because we're growing so fast at the gym. You know, it's time to move into a new space. It's time to, to evolve. And, and I'm not going to waste this opportunity to just move, make a lateral move. I'm going to take this opportunity to evolve what we're doing if we're going to make a move. Right. So if we're outgrowing this building, what's the next level for us? Not just a bigger building, but how much more can we conceptualize what we're trying to create with Metroflex? Right. I don't want to just have a badass gym. I want to have the baddest fucking gym in the country. Bro. Yeah. And there's only like a couple of gyms I could think of that that have have a better concept than us um, out the gate that are that are killing it right now and that really stand out. And if you don't think that I'm looking at them and, and figuring out how to fucking outdo them, you're crazy. Yeah, that a hundred percent I am because that's what the fucking ill ego is all yeah, we about. We don't settle you know for, I mean? for mediocre. I don't want mediocre, and I don't, and I and I have never, I've never followed anybody else's lead. Ever in my life, bro. Like I've done crazy shit in my life. I could probably write a fucking book or make a movie about the shit I've done in my life from from the street shit to my transition into like the real world, I like to say, right? I got I got perspective moving to, to Fargo. I was in the corporate industry for a long time. I traveled the world literally for this company that I worked for and, and I was it was very corporatized, but I never put on a suit. I always got to stay me and be my authentic self. And that was what people appreciated about me. Um, and I, and I, again, I say that's my ill ego, man. hundred percent. That's my ill ego always has been. So, um, yeah, it, we're just, we're on, we're on the move, man. And, and we're doing big things. And six years into it, we've evolved every year and gotten better every year. And I don't plan on slowing down or making any different. In fact, with what's going on currently in the world, I, I'm, I'm based on what my mentors tell me. And I've got some really dope ass mentors, which we will get into some other time. Um, but based on what they tell me and what I'm understanding, this is the opportunity where you get out there, you grab your market share and you make your business even better because everybody is slowing down. Everybody's pulling back and saying, Hey, you know what? Let's take it easy. Things are uncertain. The economy doesn't look good. The president's fucking horrible and, and, and there's free money everywhere. So businesses aren't evolving. They're losing employees and we're losing manufacturing. We're seeing supply chain shortages down the line all the way around the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Um, everything shipping's being hung up in, in ports all over the country. Uh, shit's just not moving. Our, our economy is crashing and it almost looks like it's being purposely done. I'm not going to sit back and wait for somebody to fucking save me, though. I'm going to yeah. go out there and grab my share of the market. You know, I mean, if, if one of my competitors let off the throttle a little bit, I'm going to take what they what they stop taking. That's just how it that's just the game. Right. I, I've never wanted to just be a gym, man. So when people come into this and they want to compete with me, I've helped build a few gyms. You know, I've designed, so to speak, a few gyms um, and, and they made themselves 
like my enemies and try to act like I didn't do what I did for them. That was never the the bigger picture for me. So it, I've always moved. I'm like, ah, right, whatever, fuck them, fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna waste my time and energy arguing with these people. They came to me because I was ahead of them. So keep chasing me, and we're just gonna keep grinding. You know what I mean? I've never based on what I do off copying anybody's um, format or you know nobody did what I did before I did it. So yeah. that's all the proof I need, right? And since no. then, we've we've gone up from there. So yeah. it's, it's already literally, <laughs> literally. Like I was laughing the other day. I was talking to somebody at the gym, and I was like, "Man, when we first opened, no joke, it was like a fucking glorified snap fitness <laughs> for sure. It really was, bro. Like we started with all that Matrix equipment. Granted, we went out and got like the Matrix, like um, I can't even remember the line that that it is Magnum yep. Matrix, which is like their heavy duty equipment. You know the the thick steel and stuff. Because I, I was like, we're gonna have bangers in this gym. Like I want this gym to be for fucking juggernauts. So I need the equipment to be sturdy and be able to uphold whatever yeah. it is we do to it. And I'd say it's done really well. It's held us ground. But but that was never like the small picture. You know what I mean? That was that was never the vision. It was just the small picture. Yeah. We, we started out. It was literally like small <laughs> it, it was not the vision that i initially had but we did what we could because you got to start somewhere and mm. it was either that or not start at all and at the time mm. it was still a big deal but that's, that's the thing, thing. yeah <laughs> at the time when we did it nothing had been done like it yeah so it made a lot of fucking waves what a lot of people don't know like in business when you first start they say it takes most businesses three years to break even um and then from there they got to survive for five years because most businesses within five to seven years close mm -hmm. we're nowhere even close to that i don't think we were ever even in jeopardy of thinking we were closing our third year in business we bought an almost million dollar company you know what i mean so i believe we're killing i believe we're fucking it up and i don't think there's really too many people that can say they opened a gym and bank that hard on opening a gym yeah because it's really hard. And we opened in a gym in a, t in a small community of a couple hundred thousand people where there was already 24 gyms at the time when we opened. And we, brought, we just brought such a, a culture to the concept of, of what our gym looked like. It had never been done here. And it was a hit, man. Yeah. It was a hit. We got to have what otherwise most people could have identified as a, a glorified snap fitness. And we turned it into a fucking mecca. Yeah, two years in is when I joined for the first time. Was it, it two years? It was two years I in. I thought you I'm were there like man. almost right at the beginning. It feels like Some it. of your boys came in <laughs> the yep. beginning and then you came they afterwards. They said, come do this free trial. I did the free trial and I was like, ah. I went back to my gym that I was at, uh, also in the Fargo-Moorhead area. And then I was like. What gym were you at? I was at the YMCA. Okay. And that's I, all we really had. I, yeah, that's, that's really it. And I started training and I was like, this, is, this isn't going to work. And so from then on, the next day, I was like, I got to go to Metro. That is it. That's and this is, this is from the beginning. Like, we still hadn't expanded too much from there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd say our, our second year in, we definitely had more equipment than when we first started. But it wasn't a whole lot more because yeah. we didn't have no fucking money to buy equipment, right? We were, but one the thing, backspace wasn't open yet. The backspace wasn't even ours, yeah. yeah. In fact, the guy that we leased this, this uh, uh, studio space from was my old tenant, at the at the really? gym he was the guy that was in the backspace and then he he built this up he moved up here he built himself you know some warehouse spaces and then he built this and at the time we were looking for a warehouse space to go online with h and i and again it's those relationships you know that you yeah. build like we built a great relationship he was a tenant of mine he paid me rent for a while 
And then when he moved out, I took over and added another four plus thousand square feet to our gym. And then I came up here and started renting a space from that dude. So it's really cool how that works. works. You know? but, yeah. but we built relationships with a lot of people, man. And, and I have a lot of really cool connections in business. I've met some really awesome people. And I've been able to be me 100% of the time. I've yeah. never had to, to fake it. Other than like the conversation we had when we were at the store the other day, like, the only thing I change is how I speak. Yeah, same here. <laughs> and when it comes to professionalism, right? I don't need to put on a suit. I don't need to be this like super clean cut, like professional. I don't need to be someone else's version of what professional is. I get to be my version of professional, right? I'm a, I'm an honest dude. I do solid deals with people. I follow through with, with the deals that I make with people. I pay on time, whatever the fuck, you know, that scenario consists of. And, and I just, I do good business, man. Yeah. I, I, I treat people right. And then I just be myself. So you can judge me at face value and be like, oh, this dude's this or this dude's that. And people say, you know, people sure. will talk no matter what. The more successful you are, the people are going to talk more. You know what I mean? Nobody nobody talks shit about losers. And, and so I'm confident that what I'm doing is the right path for me. If you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to watch. You don't have to bear witness. Uh, you can talk shit all you want. But if you're not higher up than me, I have no reason to respond <laughs> or even, you know, like attack. You know what I mean? Like, fine, chase me all you want. Yeah. If somebody who's doing better than me starts talking shit, you better believe I'm going to respond because now they're just giving me their platform to get some notoriety. Yeah. You know, that person who's doing better than me just opened me up to their fucking network of people. And why are they talking about you, you know? Right. But I'm going to respond to that. Exactly. I'm not, sure. not going to respond to people who are beneath me and who are too late to the fucking game to try and talk shit about yeah. me. You just keep chasing. Do, what, do whatever it is you're doing. I don't care. But anyone who's above me that... that reaches back to help me out or reaches back to talk some shit. Oh, fuck. I'm on it. I'm on it, bro. Like that, that again, that's just part of being who I am. You know what I mean? I, I will attack a situation like that because I know it's to my benefit. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to go crazy, talk, cussing them out and talking shit or trying to fight anybody, but I'm going to respond. I'm going to make sure that people know who you were talking about because I could benefit from that. Yeah. I can't benefit from talking trash about the nobodies that are talking trash about me. So I don't. To those non-ill ego people. Yeah, the non-ill egos, <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't even want beef with people. So, like, when yeah. they talk shit, it's just weird to me. It's like, I know what real beef looks like, man. I don't have to beef with no one from here. Yeah. None you of this is a post, threat. Get posted on Facebook and, and argue with people like that. Nah, no. nah. It's tempting. It is. Don't get me wrong. It especially is. certain characters that, that try to come at you. And then other people <laughs> are on there talking about you as well, whether yeah. they're sticking up for you or not. It's yeah. like, okay. It's tempting. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I would love to, but that's an older version of me in the same breath. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that dude, that dude wasn't successful, so I don't want to be that motherfucker anymore. Yeah. And so I think, I think about the things that I do before I do them now much better than I used to. And it saved me a lot of time, energy and drama. And it's only contributed to my success. Yeah. Biting my tongue, ignoring it, going forward. Truly no damage gets done. The most damage that can get done is if we respond to that shit. So eh, lions don't need a roar, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just do me. You know what you're dealing with. That's yeah. why you came at me. And that's posted up <laughs> at the gym. So he's not just saying that. It's not just something he pulled oh, out nah, right now today. Nah. Like he talked about his I've mom I've been living the by this shit. Yeah, exactly. I've been, bro, in my you go, you listen to my music, you'll hear it. I, we have a song called the saints where i where i talk about being a modern day spartan i talk about lions don't need to roar i talk about mentality i talk about spiritual i talk yeah. about all the shit back in fucking 2004 5 6 7 8 9 10 i was doing this like i I've, I've always been about this mm -hmm. i've only transitioned the way it looks but it's always still been the same even with ill eagle right it was ill eagle entertainment now it's ill eagle enterprises both were licensed businesses both were certified and legit i just transitioned them so it, it's just 
it's who I am, man. This yeah. is I can I can't be any more authentic other than when you when you catch me in a business situation and I'm talking a little bit more proper. But when I'm about around people I'm comfortable with, I use a different type of language, a For different sure. kind of dialect when I speak. But that's my natural state. When you see me talking professional or being courteous and, and proper with people, I have to force that shit. Yeah. I have to try to like be mindful of my words and choose them carefully. I'm really fucking good at it because I did it even before I was in business for myself. I did it when I was in the corporate world, right? Yeah. When you're when you're traveling all over the world for a Fortune 500 company, you got to be on your your P's and Q's. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and you just, people like you more when you're yeah. when you're more well, they, approachable. They look at you know back then yeah. I was just, I was thugged out, bro. Don't yeah. even, I'm not even going to lie about it. But people would look at me and be like, oh, man, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> I gotta do then they this would guy. get to know me, and it was always the consensus. They were like, damn, you are not the person I thought you were. You're yeah. like, you, you you speak well. You carry exactly. yourself well. You're, you're pretty smart. You know how to do things. You figure things out. Like, I, I had you pinned all wrong. And, I, and I, my favorite question was, I was like, oh, really? What did you think I was? Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't want to say it. They're, you know, like, yeah. oh, he's a thug. I thought you were a thug or a gangster or just a bad guy. And, you know, the tattoos, the ball. Like, I've heard it all, bro. And people have pinned me all wrong because they, they judge me Finally, by looking at look. me. And don't get me wrong. There was a time where that was who I was. That's why I looked that way. But we won't talk about all of it. But, you, yeah. like, I was just, I was in the, I, I grew up in a different kind of lifestyle, man. I had mm -hmm. to teach myself something different i had to learn perspective i never had that i thought that was the way everybody grew up mm. you know what i mean it seemed normal to me because every one of my family members all the friends that i made growing up they all lived in the same kind of a lifestyle i did because they lived in the same regions as me all i knew was there was rich people in california and then there was us you know what i mean and i never left california until i and i came to fargo for the first time because one of my homeboys that lived with me moved up here with his family and so i came to visit him after i graduated high school and that visit turned into like an eight month stay. Yeah. <laughs> I met a female. We went back to California and then the rest is history. But so my daughter's mom is from here. Hence why I moved back here to be where my child was. And I've just been going back and forth ever since. I think 2010 was the last time I came back and stayed permanent. Yeah. And that was that was when I had my record deal. But I, we had done we'd finished the record. And we were about to go on tour with uh, Mitchie Slick and Young Jeezy. Two weeks before that, I quit. Yeah. So we were we were on we weren't even it wasn't like oh you had a failed, you know, local rapper career or yeah. anything. No, no, we were at the height of our career when I quit the group, bro. Yeah. And I like, you got to watch out your family too. That's yeah, yeah. Plus I didn't want to be 30 fuck in my 30s <laughs> hip hopping on stage, bro. That was like a really big thing for me. I even I remember even telling my brother cuz it was my brother and my my cousin um fuck him. But my my brother and my cousin were in a group together to make a long story short. And I remember telling them like when we were in our 20s, I'm like, "Yo, if we're not, if we don't make it by the time I'm fucking 30, I'm out. Yeah. Like I got kids and I'm supposed to be a dad and I can't see myself running around in local bars and shit, hip hopping on stage as a 30 plus year old fucking man. I, it yeah. felt embarrassing. Just partying all the time. Yeah. It was it. like embarrassing to think about me doing that. It'd be different if I was like big, if I was big, I would do it yeah. like Snoop into my fifties. You know what I mean? <laughs> It kind of looks weird when he does it still, too. I'm not going to lie. It does look... But, but, he, but he's it's out him. of his era. That's yeah, yeah. Thing. He's out of his era. But, like, still, it, it, when when they try to dig, dig on these youngsters in the rap game now, the first thing they say is, shut up, old man. Yeah. And they win, bro. <laughs> they would take your old ass out of here. Shut up. And they win. It's over. You, what else are you going to say? Whatever, man. I'm Snoop. You know, like, you can do all that, bro. It's still irrelevant. You're old. He is. You're yeah. fucking 50. You're almost... You're pushing 60. And you're still in the rap game. That's weird to me. It'd be different if you were a producer or, or you know, if you if you started a label and just became a rap mogul or some mm -hmm. shit. But to still be 
rapping and doing gangster shit on stage at over 30, 50, whatever you want to call it, for me personally, seemed weird. Yeah. I mean, going on like a tour, like if Snoop Dogg went on a tour, like that'd be... He does, pretty, though. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> you see, in the, in, and here's what's crazy is, is in, like, places like Europe and shit, yeah. it's huge. They like them way it's more. It's fucking yeah. huge. Yeah. Well, Cypress Hill, when we were signed to them, they were kind of on their way out already. You know, it was it was long enough after the height of their career. The height of their career was when I was in high school. You know what I mean? So I'm now an adult. I'm 25 years old, 26 years old. I get signed to their independent label. These guys are almost has-beens already, but the yeah. only thing keeping them relevant was, A, that it was, be real, it was Cypress Hill. They have historical music that still hits hard today, yeah. but they did all their tours overseas. They would go overseas, and that shit would blow the fuck. They would sell out fucking ten, twenty thousand $20,000 venues, or 20,000 people venues, and you know what I mean? So they were still big, but in the States, they'd do like a bar and not yeah. sell out. <laughs> You know what I mean? So they still had some relevance, I guess. But for us, it was huge. It was bragging rights. Nobody else that we knew was on our level. You know what I mean? We were considered local artists until yeah. we caught that record deal. And I called. One thing about me, why I'm so big about mindset, we're running out of time here, so I'm going I'm to bring it to an end. But when it comes to mindset, one thing about me is I've always called my shots, bro. Always. From the music industry to the corporate world, to, I've always called my shots. I saw my lane. And I was like, I'm going I'm to hit that lane. I'm going to stop here, stop there. I'm going to grab that. I'm going to grab that. And then I'm going to turn it into this. For sure. And I always called that shit. Even with, with this, like I, in the beginning, in 2014, before we opened, I told everybody, I'm going to start a gym. And I'm going to turn that shit into a fucking empire. I don't know how else to say it. You know? And, <laughs> and I planned it out. And I had a team of like nine dudes you know, that were family and friends. And I, we would meet over email all the time. And I'd motivate everyone. Like, Here's the game plan. We're going to blow it up. We're going to be this. You're going to be fucking executive here. You're gonna, we're going to have a fucking round table. And we're going to be all, you know, like it was just this whole vision that I had, bro. And I still pulled it off just on my own. Yeah. And I walked well, with new people. But same with the music. In 2004, I was in Mauritius, Africa. And I remember I was stacking my money out there because I was living off per diem from the company. I remember calling my brother and being like, yo, this, this rap shit's dope. I'm really, I've been out here in Africa fucking really writing and, and, and making music. I met a dude that was a producer out there that I vibe with all the time. And so I called my brother. I'm like, you ain't doing shit in Cali, bro. When I come, when I come back, like I can't, it was like April something. And I said, when I come back in April, I'm going to buy you a plane ticket. You're going to meet me in Fargo, I'm going to get my own apartment. I'm going to buy a bunch of studio equipment. You're going to learn how to do that shit. And we're going to get a fucking record deal within five years. And we got it within three. But like, I've always called my shots. That's always been my vision. I've always had the ability to manifest back then. I didn't know I was manifesting. Yeah. Back then it was just how I did things. It was my ego. And you've even posted like Facebook statuses from years ago that where I, it was where like a shot I said shit. Yeah. and then now look at where yeah. we're at now I've yeah. always done that bro but I always did it naturally and unknowingly yeah it was just how I was built it was my like I said it was my ego bro it was like yeah. my the lion mentality I had now I identify with what the fuck I was doing I was manifesting I was calling my shots I was speaking into the universe what I was gonna do and then I was doing the work to make it happen now that I know what I'm capable of, it's fucking over, bro. Yeah. It's over. I'm going to teach this to everybody I fucking can. I'm going to show them the proof and the evidence that it works, and, and I'm going to wrap up everything I need to wrap up before I leave this earth yeah. because I know what I'm capable of. And that is what a fucking ill ego is. 100%. That's For an sure. ill ego. For sure. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I appreciate everybody's time watching this, uh, checking us out. We're just getting started. Hang in there. The shit will get better, I Only promise. Better. It'll sound cleaner. It'll look cleaner. Uh, it'll be a doper backdrop. You know, we have a lot of space in here to play with. Um, it'll be more than just me and Dion, but every time you see it, it'll probably be me and Dion at the very least. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it might just be me. Sometimes it might just be him, too. It depends on what we got on our fucking minds. We yeah. both have access to come here and do whatever we need to do. 
Uh, but this was kind of an introductory yeah, uh, to what fun. we're about to create. So, um, and there are shots that are already called that haven't been shown. Oh, yet, for so. sure, for sure. Some some of them will be exposed and some of them won't. You exactly. know, it just depends on on where my mind's at or where your mind's at and what we're talking about. But uh, we're calling this shot. This podcast will blow the this, fuck up. Yes. This, this podcast is, is going to be big. Um, it's going to blow up. And it's not going to be a money maker for us. This no. is going to be what introduces us to, to, to the the genre of people that will be a money maker for mm-hmm. us. But this is just free information. I want to provide something, information, experience, and, and knowledge to people based on what we've done. And and if that's a give and take situation that people are accepting of, that, then we accomplished our goal. For sure, a hundred percent. That's what this is about. This is um, Ill Eagle Culture Brand Talks, and it's uh, John and Dion, or yep. Ill Eagle CEO and. Dion Larry, we don't got a nickname for Dion yet. yet. We got to think of one. one one day. <laughs> yeah, next next time we come back here, we're gonna have a nickname for Dion. But until then, appreciate you guys' time. Thanks for signing in. Uh, check us out. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, follow the channel. Spread the word. Share this shit. Whatever you can. If you want to make fun of us and talk shit to your friends, by all means, yes, do please. it. Send it to them. <laughs> make them click on the fucking link and tell them how fucking stupid we are. We'll see you guys next, next time. Send it to us. <laughs> yeah.